We talked about how to interact with recruiters. Now, I want to share what to do or how to work with human resources and talent acquisition people at companies. When I first started recruiting, it used to be the average age of an internal human resource person, and they didn't even use talent acquisition back then, would be maybe 35 to 50-ish, and they really knew a certain area. They were experts in their field, they've been doing it for a lot of years. They would also have strong relationships with the hiring managers, with, with executives. They could give you the insight. So if I had a candidate go for an interview, they would prepare me. Hey, Jack, prepare the person to say X, Y, and Z. Then when they go in the interview, they give feedback and say, okay, they need to work on this and be stronger with that. And maybe they should change this. For subsequent interviews, they'll give a heads up. Hey, you're meeting with this person and you know, she's a big uh, basketball fan. So talk about the Knicks or don't talk about the Lakers. And you really get this useful information that you can impart to job seekers to help them succeed. You could also give them constructive feedback so if they didn't get the job or they didn't do well in the interview, they tell me who I could then share with the candidate. It's not pleasant to tell somebody that they didn't get the job or why they weren't, why they weren't selected or why they performed poorly on an interview, but at least they would walk away knowing, okay, you know, I'm not happy about it, but I understand it. Now I could work on it and I could be better in the future. Fast forward to now, it changed with technology. I've noticed this slide from the last three, four, five years, where the more technology that was deployed in terms of everywhere, but then within the whole human resource hiring interview process, it, it changed the whole system. And I'm not talking about ATS robots or things like that. I'm talking across the board. Just like in regular life, it just made it, I don't know, colder, less humane, less considerate. It made it easy to hide behind technology so you don't have to interact with people. And I've noticed that to a large degree. And I know I'm kind of talking in very broad terms and this is not gonna encompass everybody, but just giving you kind of a good understanding. So I've noticed that with human resources and talent acquisition, usually they, they'll refer to talent acquisitions as the people who do more of the recruiting in-house for the company, where human resources could do some of the recruiting, but then also just various other things, benefits, onboarding people, what have you, is the, you don't have that same human interaction as we once had. And you could say that for a lot of other places in life. Think about it, years back, if you needed to get a hold of something, somebody at a company, you could get a phone number, call them up and talk to them. Now, good luck trying to get somebody at Twitter on the phone or someone at Facebook on the phone. It's just not gonna happen. So it's everywhere, so it's not just human resources. What happens now, you don't have that same interpersonal relationships that you used to. You see a job online, they ask you to fill out an application, you have to fill out this long glitchy application, you send it, goes into this black hole of the corporate world, you never hear back. Oh, also, when you do the application, they ask you to upload the resume, it says exactly the same thing that's on the application, but you have to do, put that in. And I know you're saying, why do I have to do that when I send my resume? Exactly. You don't hear back, don't hear back, don't hear back, never hear back. All right, go on an interview, have a first interview, seems like it went well, 
ghosted, never hear anything. Another company go one or two interviews, well, pretty fancy, go on a third interview, nothing. No feedback, nothing, ghosted again. It's a bizarre, bizarre world. If you're going through this, it's just not you. This is what's happening. As you can probably tell in the tone of my voice, I am not happy about this because I think in human resources, some areas may, be, may lend itself more to be technology driven to make it easier. Amazon, that's why they're just doing so well. You don't need a human to say, I want to buy this. You just click and they deliver it to your home within a day or two. It's amazing. But that's not HR. You, that's not human resources. That's not recruiting. That's not the whole process. It's people oriented. When you buy, you know, if you buy a shirt, a dress, shoes from Amazon, you don't want to have to talk to the shoe or the dress or the sofa or the couch or the chair. You just want to get it to deliver to your house quickly and you get it and that's great at a fair price. But it's different in the whole job search. In this whole process, you, you want to, it's all about people on both sides because the job seeker wants to know about the hiring manager, the corporate culture, the people that work there, the whole feel for it, the interviewers, the hiring managers, the hiring managers' bosses, people tangential who will be involved with you if you get employed, they want to know you, you want to know them. And it's, it's, it just doesn't flow as much. And I would love to tell you differently, but I just want to prepare you because I know from speaking to lots of people, this is a big pain point where they just don't know what to do, what's happening. And to make it worse, they feel it's just them. They're feeling, oh my God, why am I being ignored? Why am I being ghosted? What do they know about me that I don't know? Is there, is there a black cloud over my head? Did I piss somebody off? Is my boss sabotaging me? Do I have coworkers who are saying negative things? Is there someone at the company who just doesn't like me? Is my career over? Because they don't understand, they don't know the big picture. And I'm telling you the big picture, it's not you. It's not you, it's just the systemic change in the industry has turned very cold and inhumane. And it's, had, it's, it's, and it's been getting worse year by year. And to be fair, if you're a company, let's take a company and mention Amazon. Can you imagine the resumes that go to Amazon? I read this morning that they have over a million employees. I, it can't be right. That's just mind-blowing, but I think it is. And even if it's wrong, if it's 900,000 or 800,000, that's insane. Imagine how many resumes are going to Google, to Facebook, to Netflix, to Microsoft. All these companies that are doing well are inundated. So even if you have the nicest human resource people, the nicest recruiters in-house. It's almost impossible to give the one-on-one. -on -one. It's, it's just, it's spiraled out of control. Now, point one is why I'm bringing it up. So you don't feel it's just you and you're being ignored and your career is over or someone's sabotaging. It's just, this is what's happening behind the scenes. Point two is knowing this. Number one, at least you can feel better about yourself that it's, it's everybody's going through this. Number two, you can kind of start figuring, okay, so the odds are if I send it, I'm not going to hear back. Right? So I won't get this disappointed if I don't hear back, which it's sad, but at least it's helpful. So you don't have that, oh my God, this job is great. It's fantastic. You send a resume, you don't hear back. And it's like an emotional roller coaster. You go up, 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 and then you don't hear back, you go down. <clears throat> this way you can kind of keep an even keel, knowing that I might not hear. So you do it, and if it works, great. If it doesn't, you keep trying, trying, trying. 
I think another thing is, this is what I brought up in, in prior sessions, is that we want to see if you could find people at the company who at least could represent you. Because as I mentioned, if not that you're blocked by technology, but you're just another resume that could be hundreds or thousands they're receiving on a daily basis. So that if there are people you know who work at the company and they could talk to the hiring manager, talk to people in high-end positions and champion your cause, that can make a difference because you cut through the clutter. This way you have somebody on the inside who could say, Jack Kelly, I know him. He's a good person. He has the background. He has the experience. He'd do well here. Could you at least talk with him? I think that's the biggest way to combat what's going on because the traditional ways of doing things are, are stacked up against you. I mean, do people still get jobs by sending resumes? Of course. But as, as you probably know firsthand, it's not easy. It's also not easy to kind of get people to champion your cause. I make it sound easy, but I respect the fact it's awkward because first you have to find the person or persons because you're better at finding several. Then you have to kind of get them to do it. And a lot of people aren't comfortable. Being a recruiter for so long, I'm comfortable reaching out to people, asking to help, because I'm okay if they say no. I'm used to that. You get a very thick skin. Most people, they don't want to be in that awkward spot. What you need to do, and it's hard to do, is find the people you know. You can look on LinkedIn. You could ask people you know <clears throat> who's inside there that would be relevant for the job you're applying for and ask for their help. And I would say at this point, just be straightforward. We all know it's a tough economy, it's a tough market, we don't know when things will get better. So you, you, you want them to at least show some help. You're gonna find out, and well, let me take a step back. I'm a big believer in the law of large numbers. And what I mean by that is if you do, if let's say in this instance, if you try to get in touch with enough people at the company, all you need is that one who could help you out. And that can make all the difference. If you're lucky, maybe you have two or three, then that's been that phenomenal. But you could probably have to try with a lot to make it happen. When I say a lot, maybe not with one company at a time. So maybe with one, you find try to find a few, and another company, you try a few. And you want to maximize, so you, you know, it's hard to do that for 100 companies, but you really find the ones you really want to work at and the jobs you really want. And by, and I, I, I would just straight up and ask them. I would say something to the effect, either in person, on a, on a call, a, you know, a phone call, a Zoom call, if you know them or they live near you or whatever, just to say the truth. You know, I, I see there's a job, you know, at ABC Company, you work there, and I think I have the right background, experience for it. Can I impose upon you? Would you help me? I've been looking for a while. I just need that one break. Can you share my resume? with the hiring manager and maybe tell them a little bit about who I am. Now, what are they gonna do? Either they could say, thank you, no, I don't know who it is, I can't help. They may say, oh, I'll think about it, which is kind of a blow off usually, you know, six, seven out of 10 times. Or, you know, they say, sure, let me do it, I'll do it. The, so the worst that happens in this scenario is A, they say, mm, I really can't help you, sorry. B, they give this non-committal answer, which 
as I mentioned, maybe it's probably more like nine to one against them doing something. It's probably a blow off, but you know, sometimes they really just mean it. I'm, I'm not sure and they'll look into it and they'll come back to you. So that's a possibility. The last one is, hey, maybe someone will help. So you think about it, the risk reward is there. The risk is one person says no, one person says maybe, but it's probably no, and one person says yes. So what do you have to lose? And if somebody you know doesn't want to help you out, that's a big sign. Like, is that really a friend of yours? Is, is that really a strong acquaintance? If they can't go that, try that little bit to help. Now, if they don't help, but they give you an explanation saying, hey, I know who that manager is, we don't get along, I don't, you know, whatever. And then you're like, oh, I can see why you don't want to do it. Or it's really awkward because I don't feel comfortable going to that person and they give the reasons and you're like, all right, at least they're explaining to you. But it's worth doing that. And if you do that in enough places, that helps. The other way you do it is this. You go on LinkedIn and you try to find who are the folks there. And then maybe send out a LinkedIn request. They accept it. When you see them post, respond to it, like their post, give answers. On your posts, and you're doing this now with a whole bunch of different companies. So then on your post, you write these posts that are kind of selling yourself. So maybe when someone brings something up, you answer it, but you answer in a way that puts you as kind of an expert in it. So then maybe after a while, they start seeing you and knowing who you are. So if all of a sudden, let's say there are 10 firms that you really want to work with, and if you find a good number of people at each firm that could be your resource, hiring managers, peers, um, folks who just would lend themselves to what you would do over there, and connect with them all, comment on what they're doing, write content yourself that sh puts you in a good light. And depending on where you are in the job search, if you're really active, you have nothing to lose. So then you could just be all out. If you're working, you want to do it a little bit more subtly. And then it's a numbers game. If you keep doing it, hopefully, there are people who notice you and say, hey, I noticed Jack you know, posts, a, you know, posts a lot of really interesting stuff and he's commented on my stuff and it looks like he's looking for a job. All right, let me reach out to him. So you might actually then not only be going for the job you saw online that you're trying for, but you can access the hidden job market that way. And the hidden job market, you probably hear that, and it sounds like, ooh, the hidden job market, ooh, what's that? And you probably hear that a lot. But really what that means is, they don't, companies don't always put out their jobs. Either they're looking to go internally or they just want to keep it under their radar. And we talked about recruiters in a previous segment. Oftentimes, for various reasons, they'll go to recruiters and ask to stealthily look for candidates. But they're not posted on their job board, on their corporate board. They're not posted on the job aggregators. They're not posted on other sites. So you wouldn't know about it but for the fact that they're giving it out to recruiters, or you have an insider who can tell you about it. So by being in touch with all these folks and making yourself known on LinkedIn, I'm saying LinkedIn because not, you know, not that I'm enamored with LinkedIn, but in terms of for white collar professionals, that's, it works. Now, could you do the same with Facebook? Maybe, because they do have groups, and that if you belong to different groups, perhaps you could do it. But it seems in terms of a social medium, that LinkedIn is a little better that you could kind of get in front of the right people and have them get to know you. And the more you act, are active, the more you brand yourself, the more you market yourself, the more you're connected with people within the places you want to work, 
the odds start working in your favor that you'll get noticed. Now, is that a more convoluted way to get noticed and get a job? Yeah, of course. It's way easier. You send a resume, send an application, they see it, they're like, wow, you're awesome. We want to interview you. Come in Monday at you know, 1 o'clock. But that's not the world we live in now. And the reason why I'm doing these kind of boot camp tutorials, whatever you want to call it, is to help out because the rules have changed. The game has changed. It's not the way it was. It's not as if, yeah, I'll send a resume, send an application, and we're good. Now you have to go through all these machinations to get in front of somebody. And it is more work. But you can look at it this way. It's more work, but it's different work. You're allocating your time differently. Instead of shotgunning your resume everywhere and sending applications everywhere, really makes you think, where do I want to work? What places? What kind of jobs? And then you're targeting to get in front of those decision makers. So is it work? Yeah. But maybe you could look at it more of, hey, I'm doing a much more targeted, professional, hyper-focused search to deal with this new norm where it's, it is colder, it is more inhumane, it's more tech-driven, that, that, that really doesn't help you as much. I mean, people could argue it helps because they'll screen the resumes, and if it's good, then they'll call you, sure. But you're fighting against so many other people looking. You need to find whatever advantages. That's why before I spoke about using a recruiter. That's why you really want to have a great elevator pitch. You want your LinkedIn profile to look good. You want your resume to be short. You want to do everything you can to make yourself shine and get noticed in an environment that is not conducive to hiring. It's different if we had this conversation two or three years ago. But everything has changed. It's much harder. It's much more challenging. Companies are cost conscious. They'd rather lay off people and just blame it on COVID and get away with it. They'd rather make the jobs pay less and denigrate it but want more. So now it's just, it's, we have to figure out ways to circumvent this because there's no other option. You can't give up because you give up, what are you going to do? You're just going to sit home, watch TV all day? So we've got to do it something. We've got to figure it out. So these are some of the, I don't want to say hacks or tips, but these are just some of the procedures you need to put in place for yourself to fight back and to fight for yourself and find a way for people to notice you and notice how good you are and how strong you are and everything you have to offer. It would be better if you didn't have to, but you know what? If this is what it is, this is what we have to do. It's a different market now. There's much more technology standing in the way. Companies are getting way more resumes. It's, it's, so as I mentioned, to be fair to them, there's only so much they could do and so many people they could interact with. So you have to take it into your own hands. You have to kind of find the right people, cut in line, get them noticed, beg, plead, cajole, twist arms, <laughs> do whatever it takes for them to do something to help you move forward. Another thing, and this will be something we're talking later, is when you're looking for a job, hopefully you started preparing beforehand and started networking and building up your tribe and building up all connections and helping other people out because if, let's say, as I'm asking you to, to kind of cajole, twist arms, push, guilt, pressure, people helping you out, <coughs> excuse me, because if I'm asking you to guilt, pressure, twist arms to get you in the door, it's better if you had started, even when you were happy and things were going well at work, 
to lay the seeds and start going to people and saying, how can I help you? How, are you looking for a new job? Can I make any connections to you? Make any introductions? Or is there anything in your career that maybe I could give advice? So that leading up to this point we're talking about now, in a perfect world, you started kind of laying the seed, planting the seeds, laying the groundwork, offering people with no ulterior motive how I could help, what I could do for you. So then, when now I'm asking you to cajole pressure, guilt, guilt's a really good thing to, to make people feel bad to do it, guilt to do it, you've already demonstrated maybe to those very people how you were apt to help them. So you could always subtly remind them, hey, yeah, I reached out in the past to help you out, can you just return the favor? Once again, I know you're listening, it sounds cringy because no one wants to do this. But these are the things, again, and I'm gonna sound like a little bit of a broken record, is one of the reasons why I wanted to do this kind of boot camp tutorial thing, this master class, if you will, so that you know the reality. And a lot of people won't say this because they don't wanna say what I was saying because it's not pleasant. It's not something you walk away from saying, yeah, that's how great. But you need to know it, because if you don't know it, you're just gonna think, it's me, and I did something wrong, and I'm being blackballed from the industry. And if you feel that way when you go and interview, you're not gonna come across well. And then if you don't come across well, you can blow the interview. If you blow the interview, then the next interview, you're gonna lose your self-confidence in a downward spiral. So I think it's important to really bring up these topics, no matter how rough they are, now how tough they are, unpleasant, so at least you kind of know, and that knowledge is power. By knowing that, it makes you feel better because then you can say to yourself, say to your spouse, to your family, to whoever else, hey, no, this is what's going on. This is why it's happening. I'm a great person, I'm a smart person, I'm very capable, I have great experience. It's just the environment has changed and it's much more challenging. And I'm kind of learning these new tools how to navigate it. I think they'll make you feel better. And also, for the people who love you and care, of you, care for you, who are around you, they'll make them feel better too, because if they don't have any sense of the job market, your partner, your spouse, your family, your parents, your friends, your neighbors are gonna be like, huh, what's up with Jack? Why can't he find a job? What's wrong with him? They're gonna think the worst. So by me sharing this with you, in a way, you could share it with them and the reasonable person will be like, oh, yeah, I kind of heard that from, you know, you know, my husband because he's going through the same thing. Yeah, and I heard it, you know what, Joe, who lives three down the house, you say the exact same thing to me. So there's a lot to be said for having that weight off your shoulders to know, okay, it's not me, it's everyone else. And then for the people around you to get it too. I can't tell you how many folks I spoke with who feel bad about themselves because the people they're surrounded by, friends, family, loved ones, even though they care about them, they don't realize how tough it is, so they think it's their fault, and it really hurts them. It hurts them not only with the job search looking, but it hurts them because then they feel, hey, you guys are losing faith in me, and you're kind of blaming the victim. So with this kind of things that we're talking about, it's real, it's raw, it's real, it's serious, but I believe we have these good ideas to come around it. You know, working on the elevator pitch, making sure your resume is really top notch, your LinkedIn profile is top notch, working on networking, finding the people on the inside who you could tap to help you out, 
So we're trying to be very smart, strategic, street fighters, if you will, to get in there, to get the job, to get hired with everything working against us, but still prevail. Thanks for watching.